0: of our father's podcast i'm your host mark coon joined as always by my oldest brother michael coon it's good to have you back
1: mark oh, oh thanks man
0: <laughs> and my middle brother matthew coon
1: how was that month off
0: oh it was luxurious <laughs> it was oh so much relaxing yeah that's what i've been doing uh, this fresh. is relaxing for me this is <laughs> what yeah, i do like- to
2: relax
1: <laughs> how great would this be if this was our like our only job we recorded a podcast <laughs> once every, two, every weeks. two
2: weeks i think we'd be a lot better at it probably <laughs>
1: I certainly hope so. (laughs) If
0: I got paid anything to do this, I would be a lot better. I would do it
1: more consistently. That's (laughs) for sure.
0: (laughs) No doubt. Um, Speaking of getting paid to do something, this podcast is brought to you by Barbasol, the new Barbasol Shave Club featuring the premium ultra 6 plus razor. Barbasol, the brand trusted by men for nearly 100 years to deliver a close, clean, and comfortable shave. If you visit Barbasol.com, you can join the Barbasol Shave Club. If you use discount code BROWNS at checkout, you can receive $2 off your initial shave kit order. Good razors, great shave. Um, if you shave your face, you should be shaving with Barbasol. That's all I have to say about that. Yep. Um, so we wanted to talk this week about free agency, upcoming free agency, um, the free agents that the Browns have that they're going to have to resign to talk about if we want to keep them or not, and um, potential targets that both uh, Michael, Matthew, and myself um, want to target in the free agent market uh, but first we already signed a free agent and that is kareem hunt what do you guys think about that signing interesting
2: to Man, say the least i'm just i i just shocked that we took the risk like to be perfectly honest if i was the guy calling the shots even if i felt 100 comfortable about who
1: you know who he the was guy calling our shots on us right
2: <laughs> well yes but like <laughs> why does this surprise you then but like even if i was 100 comfortable i don't think i would enter that dynamic in just from a playing standpoint. Like, I like who I've got in Nick Chubb and Duke Johnson, and I don't know if I want to, like, make Nick Chubb worry about where he's at and feel like he's going to have to take a hit as far as, like, number of carries. Like, I don't know. I, I just don't see really what the true upside is of this deal. I think there's, like, a very slim chance that this is, like, a truly like great thing for the Cleveland Browns.
1: You know, the thing about this deal that makes me the most concerned is actually it makes me concerned about John Dorsey in in a number of ways. Like I feel like John Dorsey gets this like tunnel vision sometimes when he drafted Kareem Hunt yeah when, he did. when there were character questions about him right and he drafted him and I'm he Worked in Kansas City on the field, at least, right? And then as soon as Kareem Hunt was cut, there was speculation oh, John Dorsey likes him. Like, he might bring it back. He's one of John Dorsey's guys. I'm worried that John Dorsey has guys. Yeah. That he's just going to be blindly loyal to, regardless. Well, that, okay. The Browns, so that's the fine. Browns didn't need a running back.
2: Not and, at all. That's and what we're, I'm saying. We're
1: bringing in a running back that has a, a load of concerns to Cleveland, where a load of those concerns stem from. And it, it I don't know how much sense it really makes. No, that's that's all fine
0: and well. It is surprising that we signed a running back. I never thought we would um, going into this free agency. Um, but do you ever think it's bad to have more good football players on your team? And Kareem Hunt is absolutely that. That's really as, what my question even, is. Even, I don't even, I think that's the crux of the design. Even as good as Nick, Nick Chubb's amazing. I felt 100% confident with Nick Chubb. But Kareem Hunt, I also think, is a fantastic football player. He's been one of the best over the past couple years, until, and he's going to have a suspension, and it's only a one-year deal worth $1.1 million. I mean, that's good value Okay, if you're not concerned about his character concerns, which John Dorsey clearly
2: isn't. Yeah, I mean, so it's only one year. He's going to have a significant suspension that's probably a good portion of that year. but He's got to log six games for it to count as a year. Which is something to keep track of. I want to hold that for a second because I actually think from, like, an asset as just, like, aside from all of the other dynamics, like, it's a good signing as a just, like, a true asset. But assuming he comes back, everybody's healthy and on equal footing. You've got Duke Johnson, you have Nick Chubb, and you have Cream Hunt. I just don't know what the right way to like, employ all of those or deploy all of those well, the wish running backs. Well, bo- the wishbone, of course. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm just trying to figure that out. Chubb the way.
0: Yeah. I mean, another thing that's really exciting to me is they're all great pass catchers. I mean, they're all so- good,
2: they're all capable. I feel like, I feel like Kareem Hunt Kareem is Hunt like the, is- the nice blend of who we had. I feel like he's a nice blend. He's a better pass catcher than Nick Chubb. Yep, but he's not quite as good of a runner as Nick Chubb is. Like just like between the tackles, I would put Nick Chubb ahead of him as like a pure running back. And he's a better pass, but protector. he's not quite as good of a pass catcher as what Duke Johnson is. He's or, a better pass protector than Nick Chubb is too. Yeah, so I just kind of I feel like they all like have a little bit of a unique skill set. Um, they don't. It's not entirely overlapping. Um, I just don't see how it plays Wait, out so and like y- who gets the carries like in that situation when everybody's healthy
0: so you were saying as an independent asset you like the move what are you saying if he doesn't if the suspension is more like more than 10 games and he doesn't get to play six games and we get him for another year potentially trading him or
2: something like okay that? so almost no matter how it plays out it's a great situation for the browns yes. because he's a talented player um it's only a million dollars so like the financial commitment is next to nothing it, I don't think any of it's guaranteed from what I can tell. So if he has a slip up and we drop him, like we're not on the hook for anything more. There's no dead cap. He's a restricted free agent after this year, assuming this counts as an accrued season. So he's suspended for less than six games. This is an accrued season. The Browns don't need him. He signs for elsewhere. Then we could have put we could put a tender on him so that we get draft pick compensation if he signs elsewhere. That's valuable. Yep. That's really really valuable. So there's just a million ways we can play this. Then if he doesn't accrue a season, we've got him under contract for another year. He's great depth, assuming there's some sort of injury or whatever could happen. There's just, a, as a pure asset, taking away all of the like, off-field stuff off the table, I, I see how it makes sense. But
1: like, what kind of draft pick are we going to get?
2: You can put a second-round tender on him. But nobody's
1: going to sign him to give up a second-round pick.
2: So, so then you're, and then you keep them for cheap. But, but so that's what, what I'm is saying.
1: what is that tender number?
2: Oh, it's like a couple million dollars.
1: Okay, but then we have another couple million dollars tied up tied up in running backs, short term, which is fine. Yep. But we're not going to sign them long term. We're but like, then you can
2: sign them. But then you can sign them, and then you could trade them under that tender. Like, say you sign them for that, and then you could trade them for more, and then it would be a, you, you've got a great asset. There's a million different ways you can slice it. And people would be interested in signing him at that low, but, that value.
1: But like a good running back asset is a running back on a rookie deal, right? So like what we essentially are going to end up with is a running back at the end of their rookie deal, like under team control, but you're going to have to sign him to a new deal. So I, I just don't know I don't what see we're going to get.
0: I don't see this ending with Kareem Hunt being signed to another deal.
1: Well, but that's my point is that we're either going to have to let him walk and get – I mean, any draft pick compensation is good, but at the same time, you're, I mean, if he plays seven games for us, like, great, we gave him
2: – A million dollars.
1: Yeah. Minus – well, that, minus the – That won't even matter in the long run.
2: A negligible away. amount of money.
1: Yeah, for, for a negligible draft pick. Yeah. Probably. I mean, but we're not going to get a second-round pick. We're not going to get a fourth-round pick. We're not even going to get a fifth-round pick
2: yeah. for him. I think it's much more likely, honestly, that this blows up in our face and it's a negative PR thing and something happens poorly with the dynamics ding, between ding, ding. the running back room Then it's a beneficial thing. And so that's why I don't understand why that we did it in the first place. What
1: I don't understand... It, what
2: What is what is freaking Duke Johnson thinking right now? After, in the press conference, freaking John, John Dorsey, Dorsey said... Yeah, he's not expendable yet. He used the term yet. He said, like, Duke Johnson is not expendable yet.
0: What an asshole. That's, that's <laughs> abs- that is that's absurd. I mean, it's like, there's just...
2: No matter which way you slice it, that's bad management. It was literally
0: the last question of the press conference, too.
1: Oh, God.
2: He just stumbled all that's over horrible. it. That's yeah.
0: horrible poor guy.
2: Poor Duke for Johnson.
0: You. No one no one deserves to stay in Cleveland yeah. more than him and no one's got more of a raw deal for the production that is, he's given every time he's gotten a chance can, to can touch we, the ball.
1: Can we get like a press secretary? What's Sean Spicer doing these days? George <laughs> Stephanopoulos? Like anybody who just can they get have, up in front of the microphone and they, answer questions the guys just dodge and weave. They and have don't PTSD say
0: right now, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. They're not about to take another press secretary job. Um, all right, so let's move on. Um, we don't want to beat Kareem Hunt like a dead horse. We want to talk about. Um, Although he might deserve it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Let's talk about free agents, specifically the Browns free agents um, that we're going to have to re sign coming up for next year. Which one of these, res- if, we want. Uh, or if we want to, which one of these unrestricted free agents do you guys want to keep? And I'm going to list off all of them, um, and, do you, it. and you guys just pick which ones you want. So we got Tyrod Taylor, EJ Gaines, Greg Robinson, Orson Charles, and Brashard Payman.
2: Those are our unrestricted free agents.
0: Those are unrestricted... Well, that's not all of them, but those are the ones that matter. Ones of consequence? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Those are the ones that matter? <laughs> those are the ones that matter. I mean, reasonably matter.
2: That's a stretch. I mean, I think it's pretty simple, and I think everyone's pretty much on the same page with this as you listen to anyone talk about the Browns free agency. Tyrod's gone. There's no reason to keep him. Um, he's going to be able to make more elsewhere. Yeah. There's no, no question. Sure. Greg Robinson is worth signing at the right price, I think. And I think that we could, you could probably say the same thing about Brashad Pyraman. What do you guys think the right price is for Greg Robinson? Because
0: Baker's made it very clear that he wants Greg Robinson to stay. He held up Greg Robinson's jersey at his pr- last press conference right at the end of the season and said, "Not going to answer any
2: questions until we re-sign this guy." Greg Robinson is such an interesting one. Like, I would love to be like, flying fly the wall in those negotiations because, like, you know, he's a first-round pick, so he's got the physical talent. He finally, like put it together together. and had like a
1: 26 so
2: 26 years old he had a half of a season that was like the first time that he looked like a promising like starting tackle in the nfl but he's got all the raw tools and like from the browns perspective he looked
1: he looked okay in detroit last year and then he got hurt so so there is potentially a a more long-term
2: it's going to like be this pattern. give and take between like the value. I think it's going to be a compromise where you might end up seeing a shorter term deal for Greg Robinson because they can't justify spending the amount of the average annual value that he's going to want for a long term deal. So but I would expect. What,
1: what do you think about structuring a deal where in the short term there's guaranteed money and then it increases the the salary increases in later years but it's not guaranteed and if you play into it
2: plays into it it could be then, valuable for then the Browns. we're yep. gonna keep it
1: like yeah. like say say you sign like a a four or five year deal where in the short term it's essentially like a 10 million dollar commitment a year in the long term you're going 14 15 16
2: mil right I could see that like, making some sense because like, then you're, you're talking – that's we hitting could, when he's like 29 years old. This a, is like the prime of yeah, his career. It you're could getting be a the starting year, left tackle. It could be a
1: two-year $20 million year for the Browns. Or for Greg Robinson, it could be a five-year, what, 56, $55 million deal, something like that.
2: Yeah, I would say, too, if I'm, if I'm the Browns front office, I'm feeling better about Greg Robinson being around knowing that we have James Campen in the building. Too like I think I think that's a positive thing. Like I think you like the thought of having him around to develop him a little bit more. So I really think that they're gonna try to re-sign him, and I don't think ten million is entirely out of the question. I think it's It's gonna gonna be be the
1: structure makes makes all the difference with a guy like Greg Robinson. You're you're gonna be willing to give up like a little short term like surety for that knowing that what you saw this last season. Is what you're gonna see going forward and he's not gonna to revert to Los Angeles Rams, Greg Robinson. We're well, certainly
0: not gonna get the seven hundred and ninety thousand that we paid him this year.
2: No. No, that was a deal. That was <laughs> worth it.
0: That was a steal. Even if he he played all right. So
2: Bobby Massey I'm just re-signed at- a deal. It's a four year, thirty-two million dollar deal. I'd give that to Greg Robinson in a heartbeat. I would too. If we can get in that eight to ten million dollars, a year deal for him and if it's like what you said where the first couple years look like that and then it has an escalator i could get behind that where the browns have an out where they don't have to like be on the hook for those ones uh, those later years
1: and make it make it at a level where if you're playing to the to the level that we think you can you're gonna be around because left tackles don't grow on trees like when you're not gonna cut a very good productive left tackle for the sake of saving a few million dollars a
2: year. No. And what I like about that is that $8 million a year is higher than what Chris Hubbard got from us last year. He's getting about 7.3. And I think, you know, you want to be able to prove that to Greg Robinson. If you're going to be playing the left side and the other guy on the other side just got signed last year, you kind of got to come on top of that. You have to pay him more. You have to. So I think that's the sweet spot. If we, if we end up paying him north of 10 million per year, I think that's where I start to get a little upset thinking we overpaid. Cuz he's if you look at the tackle market, he's like maybe the 5th or 6th guy on the list as far as free agents go. Like there's a handful of guys that are more highly thought of in the NFL world. And so that is my concern though. If you think about free agents left tackles last year, Nate Solder got 16 million a year. So that's a big jump like he was the only tackle so that was part of it there was a lot of like people clamoring for his services we uh, we offered him what like 14 oh, i think we offered him a lot i'm glad that didn't happen he didn't he honestly didn't do much for the giants he was a below-average left tackle,
0: but there, there's a pretty reasonable likelihood that um, John Dorsey overpays Greg Robinson. John, that's what John Dorsey traditionally has done—is he's overpaid people that he likes. I don't know if he particularly likes Greg Robinson. I don't have any information about that. But if we do re-sign him, I would not be surprised if, if eight million is a optimistic view for what we sign him for. If it I'm would probably Greg be Robinson, I
1: sign for no less than Jarvis Landry, <laughs> fifteen a year.
2: Yep uh well i love five years ba- 75 or a walk <laughs> pete has gone on the record saying this multiple places and i'm completely on board with the idea of greg Robinson being our right tackle of the future and keeping chris hubbard as a swing tackle moving joel batonio out to left tackle and inserting um our second round pick from last year what's his face corbett corbett, corbett into the guard position that's a really good. When do we line. have an out in that Hubbard deal, though? The Hubbard deal, we have a lot of outs. Like it's, we don't have a whole lot on the hook. Okay. Even after this year, if we wanted to drop him this year, it wouldn't be f- uh, financially. It wouldn't like hurt us that bad.
1: Because that's the that's the only like hitch I have with that is paying, uh, your swing tackle eight million dollars
2: a year. Right, which you would do that for like a year, and then if you're good, you kind of you would move on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could be down. Yeah. All right. Um, um, so Brash- Brashad Perriman. Yeah. Perriman, we- Okay. He looked good. Yes. When when we had
2: him. For the first time in his NFL career? For the
1: first time in his NFL career.
2: Zero drops. What a time. Zero to drops. He was the only receiver in the, on the Browns team that did not have a drop. And that's all that Brashad Perriman was known for in his NFL career. There's
1: never been a question about the physical tools coming coming out of UCF. He was the combine darling workout size, warrior.
0: speed. Josh Gordon
1: I mean, parallels I, to for the
0: how big he is and how fast he is.
2: He's a freak. He's a little smaller than Josh he's, Gordon. He's People not have he is said a little that. smaller he, than he, he's, But he's only like 6'2". There's, there's a difference. But yes, he's, he's a physical receiver. There's no doubt. I would re-sign Brashad Perriman,
1: and I have no idea what the number is on this because I wouldn't really be willing to give him a lot of money. But I don't know what the market is for Brashad Perriman. If I'm Brashad Perriman, I see like the lifeline to my NFL career – being in cleveland if he can put two or three more years together that looked like the back half of last year in cleveland he could be in the league for eight more years from today if he if he goes inside somewhere else and flames out next year like he's he's done
2: done. okay so without doing the research and it sounds like you don't have like a number in mind like what sounds comfortable and palatable for them to like reach a deal at Not from the Browns perspective, like where do you think they'll meet to like come I mean it
1: it all depends on the 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 guaranteed money, but I mean I'm I'm thinking like three years ten million dollars three years twelve million dollars something like that.
2: He's not gonna sign for that low. There's no way. I think it's gonna be more like six million dollars a year. He doesn't have a large enough sample size. Who who is giving him this contract? Receivers are needed across the board. I, I I think that he will sign for north of four he's definitely gonna sign for north of four million dollars a year. Why? Okay, well, Alan Hearns last year. Was,
1: Alan but Alan, Alan Hearns, Hearns is a totally different so type of better. receiver. Like Brashad Perriman's pers- like his he's viewed as
2: a bust. Alan Hearns was viewed as good. Except Alan Hearns put or except Brashad Perriman just put eight or so games together that like actually displayed but he had, what like, we two thought catches he catches a
1: game. He, he didn't, like, he he flashed on tape and, like, he He didn't suck. If he hits but, the market. Like, his,
2: his numbers aren't good. If he hits the market, I guarantee you he signs for more than $5 million per year.
1: He's you want to make that out. bet?
2: I will absolutely make that bet. What, what are we putting on it? So this is if he hits the market and the yes. Browns don't sign him before Correct. free agency opens. Correct. So more that, than that that That'll avoid it. And we're talking his average annual value. Yes. So now we're not talking about any. So annual so total divided by years. Okay, I'll bet you fifty dollars. I'll take that. Whoa, fifty dollars! Oh my <laughs> no.
0: goodness!
2: No, I'll bet you fifty dollars. His average annual value is over five million if he hits the market. Okay. Wow. We're shaking. So it's it's above. Two
1: years, ten million. It's above. Three years, fifteen. It's above. Four yes. years, twenty. Yes. Okay.
2: Big, Deal.
0: Big, big time money being thrown Deal. around here on the podcast. There's. Uh, I'm uh, gonna win this bet.
1: I think. I think that bet gets voided because <laughs> he resigns with the Browns, or I win because nobody's interested. I think you're
2: wrong. People no. bet on someone.
1: Traits. Someone People will, like
0: traits. Someone will sign him in free agency. Absolutely. After the second half of that year that he had. All right. I mean, everyone's always looking for wide receivers. Um. All right, so that's Pearman. What do you guys think about EJ Gaines?
2: Do you want to re-sign EJ Gaines? I'm not dying to e- sign, re-sign EJ Gaines, but it wouldn't shock me if they signed him for another one-year deal. He was hurt. He didn't really show much. He was trying to bet on himself last year, signed a one-year something like $8 million deal, I think, to play for us. Didn't really get a chance to show anything. Dorsey showed that he really values the depth and making sure that we're like set and the corner position, and I think he could be as good as anybody we could get for free agency depth there. I would not be surprised if we signed him on another one-year deal. It might not be $8 million, uh, but somewhere in that range, I'd be perfectly fine with, honestly.
0: I mean, it honestly proved valuable having the depth at cornerback throughout the entire year with all the injuries we had.
1: But I think when we signed him for $8 million, we were hoping for a little more than than we ended up getting from him. I mean, I know he was hurt, but, I mean, that's part of it. Like, the best ability is availability, right? If you, if you aren't there on the field, which has kind of been his MO. He's, he's been good when he's on the field, but whether it was when he was out in L.A. or when he was in Buffalo or when he was here last year, he just hasn't been there and consistently been able to produce. So I mean, I I wouldn't resign him for the same one year eight million dollar deal. I mean, we could talk at like one million four, one year four, or one year five, but I think he's gonna get better offers than that.
2: We'll see. I yeah. mean,
1: at the end of the day, he's he's our fourth best corner, so I I just like have a hard time um, committing eight million dollars to our fourth no, best corner. No, I care regardless much, of what our other corners are making.
2: I care much less about him and much more about BBC. I'd rather... Yeah.
0: So BBC is going to be a restricted free agent going into this offseason. What do you
2: want us to do? him to an extension? I think that they will try to sign him to an extension, and if they don't, they'll put a tender on him. And what do you So think then we'll would, have him. What do you
0: think that would be? I Probably mean, yeah, no, one's gonna, no one's going to take that.
2: Probably the second round tender. I don't know that anybody's going to... I don't think anyone would give up a second rounder, you don't you there's no tenders below the second round so you put the second round tender on him and then you that means you're paying the least amount that you've got to guarantee to him and he'll be around for at least that year
1: nobody's given a second rounder for for bbc not not in a million years um and i love that yeah
0: bbc has versatility in the backfield i think it's gonna be fantastic i love that he can slide to safety whenever we need him to um surefire tackler he did not look as good this year as he did the year before. I don't think
2: they deployed him as much this past year like as it. they did. I'm interested to see how Wilkes will use him, assuming he's going to be on our roster this year. So I don't see any reason why they would get rid of him. He'll be back in some way, shape, or <coughs> form. Hopefully it's on a good value um, deal that they can re-sign. But if not, I would expect it to be on like a second-round tender.
0: The other restricted free agent that's interesting is Rashard Higgins. Um, what
1: Matthew, what do you hope we do with Higgins? I think we got a Higgins turned into <clears throat> our best receiver down the stretch. So, how much do you think for he's a worth? short period of time? So it's complicated because he's a restricted free agent, right?
2: Mm-hmm. And he's this one's interesting to me because he's been so public about wanting to be back. Like so he's sure. come Pearman, out publicly like three or four times. and said, said, "Let's that? make it happen."
1: I mean, I'd, I'd, what he showed this last year. I mean, I'd give him. S- Six, seven million dollars a year on a three or four year
2: deal. I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that, and I think it'll probably land a little north of that. Something like that. Yeah. Do you um, think Rashard Higgins is worth that?
0: Like on the free market, would, a, would someone else pay him <clears throat> that? The only reason why he's done so yeah, well is because I think of somebody
1: else might. The only reason he's that.
0: done so well is because his connection with Baker. He only did well whenever Baker was in there. He hasn't done anything else besides with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback which nevertheless is something that he's done but
2: Jordy Nelson signed for over 7 million dollars per year last year. Albert Wilson signed for 8 million dollars per year last year. This is all evidence to the fact that you're also going to lose your bet, Matthew.
1: No, see I disagree because both of those players are a, like have a m- much better track record.
2: But in the NFL, like you bet on you don't bet on Proven track record As much as you bet on I disagree like,
1: and, and I think history,
2: Sammy like, Watkins signed For 16 million dollars And he's like Hardly played In his NFL career And that's all Purely based on his Like Being ability, drafted In the being first drafted round Thought of highly And like okay. Showing flashes No
1: But Sammy Watkins deal Is that When he's played He's been good He just has a history Of injuries That has kept him Off the field
2: I don't view that when we're that talking differently about than Rashad Perriman, who has no, like... he hasn't
1: flashed anything. He's like averaged three catches for a game for eight weeks with the Browns down the stretch. And that's been the best part of his career. I, I, I just don't think that's that valuable. There's, there's a bunch of other guys out there who can, who can only, run fast and catch the ball.
2: Not like and, he can. And
1: so if you're going to be spending <laughs> north of $5 million a year...
2: Where do you fall on this, Mark? Who do you think wins this bet?
0: I I honestly think Matthew does. Really? I just don't think that there's enough information. There's not enough good information on Perriman for people to bet on him at that significant level. I think he wants to stay in Cleveland, too. So I think he is going to stay in Cleveland. We're going to sign him for around four or five. Like in Matthew which said, case, no one wins Matthew said four, three years, $12 million. In which case, no one wins the bet. I think that's what does happen. But if he did go into free agency, I really don't think people would. That much money. I mean, there's so many. There, Do not
2: think that John Gruden would spend that much money on him? There's... Mike Mayock? Dude, there is. Oh my is gosh, so... he was like Mike Mayock's number one receiver in that class. But there's
0: so many wide receiver free agents. Like, I just don't think that Perriman is even on people's board as who they want, who's their top guy. I just don't think it makes a list for, like, compared to all these other guys for over $5 million. So I agree with Matthew, but All I've right. got no money on the line. This is going
2: to make me feel so much better when I win. It's great. <laughs>
0: All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about um, people from other teams that are going into free agency um, that we hope don't get re-signed by their own teams, and we want to scoop them on up. Um, so there's obviously a couple of different needs um, um, on the defensive line, we're always looking for depth there, defensive tackle position, and um, edge rushers. I'm sure you guys both have a couple of those guys you want to talk about. Um, wide receiver, which we just talked about. If we don't re-sign these guys, Higgins and Pearman, then we would probably go into the free agency market and pick somebody up. Um, and potentially maybe some linebackers. You guys got any of those on there um, uh, for some depth?
2: I wrote down all kinds of interesting things. Oh,
0: okay. All right, Michael. What do you want to talk well, about? Who do <laughs> you want to talk
2: about? Can I, like, throw a wrench in here? Can we maybe just say who our top two, like, targets would be? Like, each go with top two with no duplicates. So if someone else takes your top two, one of your top two, got to go with somebody else. So we at the end of the day, talk about six players we want, right? Top two targets in free agency just across Across the board. board. Okay. Across the board, and we'll just go around the horn. Okay. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. Okay.
0: Mark can go first. I want Grady Jarrett.
1: And...
2: It's an expensive oh no. Proposition. no, I just go I'm just going No, we We're going, going around. around. Yep. Okay. Why do you want Grady Jarrett? Because I want a dominant defensive tackle. Do you wanna do you think Grady Jarrett's gonna be worth whatever we're gonna have to pay him?
0: I hope that we have to pay him about fifteen to seventeen million dollars. And I hope that he can provide dominance alongside Miles Garrett and whoever we end up with on the edge, and it can also help Emmanuel Ogba. Yes, I do. I think it'll help Coley. I that's a huge will.
2: commitment. He's gonna garner so much money, and he's also he's, he's also young. Young. What he's is his young. age? He's like, he's like twenty-five. I think
1: it's crazy.
0: I mean, like that's just and if the Falcons can't pay him and they have to let him go, like I think I do think that like the Jets are gonna want to sign him. Is there an, and, was
1: there another guy with a similar name to Grady Jarrett in the league like ten fifteen years ago? I feel like there's been somebody named Grady Jarrett like playing in the NFL forever.
2: Nope. Not that I know Not that I can think of <laughs> I think you're the only one with that an, same opinion. an interesting proposition, but... Uh... <laughs> Sorry. I'd love to support your... Uh... It's
1: like the Hunter Renfro of the NFL. Just like I, I feel like been you've been around Maybe you've just known years. him since he was in
2: Clemson, and so you feel Maybe. like he can't be 25. Yeah. Yeah, no,
0: but Grady Jarrett's number one. I, I think that having dominant defensive line play, especially down the stretch in games, and having depth is one of the most important things to be a consistently good team since we already have good uh, quarterback play and stuff like that like that that was clearly like in the Bucks game our defensive line was just absolutely gassed and yep. to have more dominant defensive linemen i think is just it's going to go i think that's our biggest weakness right now yep. we my, have
2: good defensive linemen but not enough my biggest question with that position in particular is there's some other like the next tier of defensive tackles available in free agency isn't terrible like there's a, some other good options out there And when you think about the fact that the draft also has a good amount of depth at defensive tackle. I want them both. Well, right. I want want, want them both. I want a defensive tackle in the first round, and I want Grady Jarrett. So I wonder, though, if it makes sense to take that second tier of free agent where you're not committing so much money there. We
0: have so much money.
2: We do, but you have to start using it wisely because starting next off season, when we're having this conversation. We're gonna start talking about like how we have to have money aside for Miles Garrett because we're he's gonna be eligible for his extension next off season, and so like that money is gonna have to start going towards our cornerstone players. Yes, and if you don't consider. Grady Jarrett, one of those, like, four cornerstone players. He can be, though. He can be, though, because... He can be, but I don't know that he is. And so that's kind of where I'm at, is I don't... Like, you really got to be sold that he is. I
0: really think he's a cornerstone player. Like, the Falcons think that he's a cornerstone player. In which case, he'll probably be
2: franchised, unfortunately.
0: But people are... Well, the Falcons don't have the best
2: cap situation. They've got, like, 26. Well, they dropped well, some guys, though, right? Like, they dropped Alford and some others. It seems like they kind of yeah. set up some space so that they can hold on to him if they have to that, resort to that. That,
0: that. that could be. But the, his, his youth is one of the things that intrigues me the most and would be, I feel like, a good fit for years to come to yeah. solidify that defensive line that's all young and have them working together for three,
2: four years. If the, ja- the Jaguars are widely reported to, like, be dropping Malik Jackson... And I would love to pick up a guy like Malik Jackson for a fraction of the cost. Th- those or... are the
1: those are the good values in free agency. The guys who have gotten one like big
2: free agent deal and yeah. get
1: cut after two or three years, and then yeah. you pick them
2: up for for cheap. That or like a Gerald McCoy. And I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't hate. I wouldn't hate Grady Jarrett. But I'm not sure if spending like the top top dollar, like Indama Sue type money for Grady Jarrett is gonna be worth it. Do you think deal. they're for sure gonna drop Gerald McCoy? I mean, he's not a free agent next year. It seems more likely than not that he's going to be gone from what I can tell from what everyone's saying. So we'll see. Tampa
0: he's, set, <laughs> he's set to make $13 million next year, Gerald McCoy is. And, oh, I wouldn't
2: hate trading like a fifth round pick, one of our third fifth rounders to get him at that number.
0: And Tampa... Tampa, yeah. Tampa only has $16 million left in their salary cap, so they can't...
2: Yeah. So, okay... So, what is your number that you're comfortable with, Gray Jarrett?
0: Um, I mean, optimistically, really optimistically, fifteen million. That's not but happen. I think it's probably going to be somewhere between
2: fifteen and eighteen. I think he makes twenty. No, twenty million a year? No. no Aaron I, Donald I, makes twenty. I'm 22. putting my stake in the ground right now and saying Jeez. I think he makes twenty million a year. Aaron Donald makes twenty-two. Good and for him. Yeah. Aaron Donald is way. Way better than
1: Grady Jarrett. Yeah, I would. I'll take Gerald McCoy. At,
2: right, that's my at thirteen. That's the why. This is my take. I really think he's going to end up making that much. Anyways, okay. So Matthew, what's your? So
1: my top free agent target. This is a good question. It's got to be along the defensive line. Um, I think it's got to be Frank Clark. Okay. Defensive end from Seattle. he's
2: a headcase.
1: Right. He is a head case. <laughs> so I, I really like his effort. Yeah. I really like what he could bring as the, the second defensive end mm-hmm. coming off the edge. Um, the knock on Clark is that he, he, he gets there. He's not a very good tackler, which eh, I can deal with when you're wreaking havoc. He's getting one-on-one. He's super athletic, reasonably dynamic, I think he's probably the fourth or fifth best pass rusher on this free agent list, which I like because I think we can get value mm-hmm. after the top guys go, after DeMarcus Lawrence gets paid, after Jadavian Clowney gets paid. You, you get a reasonable value on a guy like Frank Clark, who's a really good player and can bring a lot to our team.
2: I don't like Frank Clark. I do not want Frank Clark. But he's a Cleveland native. Is he? hmm Bring him home. Where did he play in college? I actually don't know. Michigan. He... Okay. Um, I'm going to stick with the same position for my, my need. And this is a huge departure from where I've been talking about free agents in years past. But I think the Browns have hit a new window in the team building where they can go after some veterans on short-term deals. And so I want Brandon Graham. As my defensive end, I think that's where the value starts to kick in as you're looking what, at the edge 31? rushers. What? Because
1: 31. Is that your top free agent choice?
2: Yes. I don't want us to spend huge, huge money in free agency, and so I'm looking at where we can get value. There's not a, there's not a ton of players that I think are worth like top top dollar in this class. And f- Brandon Graham, he right now his contract is only six and a half million per year. He's on a four year, $26 billion dollar deal. If we get around that same amount, if you if you're even shy of ten million a year on a two year deal for Brandon Graham, I love that. I love a short term deal for this guy, two to three million dollars, or two to three years. Oh, so it's like what? Two to three, two to three years. <laughs> I was you're and t- telling me I was being too optimistic. Seven eight million dollar range, and I love it. I love it. You put him in a situational pass rushing situation. You put him in a rotation. We draft a young guy, too, that can develop a little bit, somebody. like, And then you're in just great shape. I just feel like we've got all these horses that we can move around and get after the quarterback.
1: So I like Brandon Graham. He's he's probably not in my top two free agency choices. I'd keep his salary right where it is and give him two more years. That's what that. I say. That's what I'm saying. Well, you're you're talking ten million dollars a year. I said. Oh, said I seven. say I'm he's
2: comfortable as long as he stays south of ten. I'm comfortable on a short-term deal if he stays south of ten. That's fine with me. Yeah, and he's making seven. He made seven million dollars last year. The reality is, he resigned with his the team that drafted him. That comes cheaper than when you hit the free agent market. If you hit the free agent market, you're not gonna you're going to be making more than what you're at right now. So yeah. I don't think you can just run it forward. He's going to make more than the six and a half. But
1: he's like 33 years old.
2: No, he's, he's not. He's 31. He will be 31 at next season. Next he's year. 30 right now. All right. So I feel great about it.
1: If, if we were creeping up to that $10 million range, uh, but I mean, he'll probably get it.
2: Another guy we've talked about offline that fits in, in a similar bucket to me is Clay Matthews, and I would love to see that happen on a cheap deal. So that's actually
1: who one of the guys that I wanted, because he doesn't have what he used to have, right? But bring him into Cleveland, the the family connection, the, the nostalgia. You could you could he could wear his dad's number, bring bringing out of retirement. Like how how freaking sweet would that be? Let him play middle, a little middle linebacker. Let him do a little situational pass rushing. Let him just be a crazy mother effer, like, whatever he does. That's what Clay Matthews does. Give him – Yep. I don't. I have no idea what the market for him is going to be because there's always the chance that there's a team that overpays for the name of, like, what he used to be. He hasn't been that good in the last couple of years. The Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. They're like, hey, we need a pass rush. Go get Clay Matthews. If you could get him for five, six million dollars a year on a short-term deal where there's no commitment, like that could be an interesting, an interesting little ditty. And Cleveland, particularly, can take advantage of a little bit of like goodwill. What do like, you think? Like in.
0: a like a two-year deal, two-year deal. I don't I'm even know what the like, market like is.
1: Two, two years. 12 million dollars maybe i mean that like and i have no idea if that's even what he's gonna go for but i would feel pretty good about that what did he make last year Uh, he's been on a big deal
0: for yeah it's like the end of his really long was that his third deal i think so that makes sense yeah no i would love it that would be exciting Cleveland would obviously love that. They would eat that
1: up. Yeah, he's he's older. He's thirty three years old, or going to be thirty three years old. Uh, last year he made ten million dollars.
0: Okay, so, so it probably he made be a less significant than
1: significant amount of money. Um, he was on a second deal.
0: His second deal. Okay. Yeah.
1: So he he had signed a five year sixty six million dollar deal. Um, Good for him. And he, he saw that through. Yep, he got it. That's
0: amazing. Um, yeah, so I think I think two years, like fourteen million.
1: That twelve might, million. That might be Is a, a little that too high much for his value. I, I mean, I'm thinking two years ten, two years twelve, something like that for Clay Matthews would be great. It'd just be fun to see. It would be fun to see. I, I wanted him. Um, Okay, so sorry, understood. that was a little
2: bonus that was not supposed to count towards one of my two. Well, okay. just did. So that was your call. All so right, I my got top my two or Brandon Graham and Clay Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: what, what 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 value do you want Clay Matthews for?
2: If you're actually if that's who you mm-hmm. want, no, it's what it's what not. Contract. It, do you I'm want? saying if like Brandon Graham wouldn't happen on a similar vein, I'd be interested in Clay Matthews, but how for a little mo- bit. How less, much money? For a little bit less, almost half of the price, maybe. So I think
0: he made $10 million last year, but it was the second deal, and he saw it all the way through. It was the last
2: two years, $10 million? Okay. I mean, yeah. That's what I said. I mean, I'd be a fan of that. Oh, for the fans' knowledge, I just went to the bathroom and came back, so they were talking about his value <laughs> while well, I was not here.
0: <laughs> Michael, got to cover. I, f- I
1: forgot that they don't get to see that.
0: Yeah, Michael's got to cover his bases.
1: <clears throat> all right, Mark.
0: Um, all right. two. Um. I really want a defensive tackle. I really want a defensive tackle. And I'm thinking somebody like, if we could get someone on another short deal, I don't like someone like Sheldon Richardson, um, who only made, he made $8 million last year with the Vikings. Um, got 50 tackles, five sacks. He's a disruptive force. Um, if we can get him for a round there, um, just to add depth and have some security in his, at our interior defensive line. I would love to have someone like him. For how much? Around $8 million. I think that would be great. If we could sign him like a three year, uh, like 24. 20 million, 20, 20 to 24.
2: I don't think he's going to sign for that few. Dollars. Like, that's like dreaming. Well, I think he would well, only sign it- that for like a short term deal. I just don't. And I think he's going to, I think that's dreaming, unfortunately. Well, I don't know.
0: I mean, he didn't overproduce. He's not one of the best defensive tackles in the league, and free agency has quite a few that are possibly going to be on the market. I just don't think that he's the top of the list, but he's someone that's going to be there. He just did his short, like, one-year deal, um, and I don't think it really increased his value that much. And I don't think the um, Vikings are going to want to keep him. Um so I think he's probably going to go for under market value. Um, no, I think
2: they're gonna want to keep him for around the same value and I think he's going to go for more than that because he proved to be pretty darn valuable for them this year. And so I think he's going to come in north of 10 million per year on a few more years than he got this year. I think it'll get be it'll be like a 3-year deal and he'll be at about 30 million. It's my guess. Which Sheldon Richardson at his best
1: definitely worth that. Yeah. I'll th- I'll give you my my next pick. Go former teammate of Sheldon Richardson's, Muhammad Wilkerson. Muhammad Wilkerson mm-hmm. signed a one-year, five million dollar deal with the Packers last year. With only kind a of a prove it deal.
2: I know I Got was hurt. looking at that one earlier. It was only a million and a half guaranteed. Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. You could get Ma- Muhammad Wilkerson when he was playing well and motivated with the Jets was very good. There's on gonna- that D line that was very good. I think you plug him in to the Browns D-line, you have a lot of flex. Uh, Granted, this is all contingent on his medicals coming coming back clean. I forget what his injury was. I think it was an Achilles or or something like that. But if you plug him in and you could get him for cheap – I mean, you could get him on that same Packers deal, if not better, more team favorable coming into the 2019 season. So – to to me given the brown's needs he's almost a no-brainer because the upside is so high and now we're at a point in his career where
2: the downside's so low to like, me though to me though it comes down to like how this whole thing shakes out like the defensive tackle market is more interesting to me than almost any. Cause but Damaqin so, Sue is also a free agent. But it's, so, we but it's so deep. So like a guy right. like
1: Muhammad Wilkerson is gonna trickle down. Who gets and signed? Who's waiting cares. there?
2: Who still needs to like sign someone? How much power do the Browns have? Like how much desire do players have to come to play with us? There might actually be a significant draw now that we haven't experienced before in the past. Where we're able to sign that guy for the cheap value, like short term deal that we haven't been able to do in the past. Like, you could see why he would want to sign to the Packers for that deal because there's a chance to win. It's like a good chance to showcase your talent. But why wouldn't he
1: want to come to the Browns? You have a chance to win, and who's in front of you on the depth chart? Right. (laughs) And who? Literally, Trevin Coley.
2: That's who. (laughs) Like, so it's going to be just really interesting to see how it shakes out, and the thing with defensive Trevin? tackle too.
1: Isn't Trayvon?
2: A... It's I think it's Trevon.
1: <laughs> we have three different pronunciations here.
0: Uh, it's one of those. I'm pretty sure it's Trevin. Uh, I don't think it's Trevin. No one's name. No. No sure. one is named Trevin.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: Definitely not the defensive tackle for the Browns. Uh, if,
1: if you're listening and you're Mr. Coley's mom, please, <laughs> we'd love to hear this. Us, us. Set us, us straight, please.
0: At us, some of our fathers. Let us know.
2: Uh, so that leaves me with my pick of the rest of the options. I already went with the pass rusher. You guys have covered the defensive tackles pretty thoroughly, which I think is, like, those are the positions I expect us to add. If we're going to spend money, I think it's going to be at defensive end or defensive tackle. And I would expect probably two free agents amongst those two positions. But I'm going to go stay on the defensive side of the ball and go with C.J. Mosley. I don't really feel confident that he's going to hit the market, to be perfectly honest. I
1: also am so nervous about the amount of money you'd have to pay to get him if he did hit the market.
2: So the top free agent last year was Anthony Hitchens. He signed a five-year, $45 million deal. So here's how I'm thinking about it. But Mosley's better than that. Mosley's much better than that. So Mosley needs to get paid more than that. But here's what I think. Don't you feel good about dropping Jamie Collins and paying C.J. Mosley Jamie Collins money? I feel great about that situation. For next year. I feel great about this. Jamie Collins is making $12.5 million per year. So if we sign, if we sign C.J. Mosley to a deal just like that, like I feel great about that. So that's the way I justify it. And I actually don't think the Ravens are going to let him walk. I think they're going to do whatever they can to move pieces around so they keep him. They're pretty much screwed if he's gone. But they, they traded Flacco. They, they dumped like an ungodly
1: amount of salary in that deal.
2: And then, so now yeah, they've got it. No, they have the ability to keep him. They'll but I understand that they are, there have been reports, I guess I should say, that they are pretty far apart on that negotiation. And so it wouldn't shock me to see him hit the market. And I'll be interested to see what the suitors look like. And so as I'm thinking about the Browns, like that looks to me, then you've got Christian Kirksey, Joe Schobert, and CJ Mosley. And you've got the flexibility. I feel
1: running. like CJ Mosley is going to go to the Raiders. Like I feel like John Gruden would be all about being like, "You know, we don't have any pass rush. We need a middle linebacker."
2: I also think CJ Mosley playing at Alabama and at you know, Baltimore where like winning is a tradition in those places might not want to touch the Raiders. Like CJ Mosley <sighs> doesn't give yeah. me the impression that he's going to go to a team just for the money.
0: Was CJ Mosley on a one-year deal
2: last year? No, no, no. He's on his rookie deal.
0: That He's was the... so strangely laid out.
2: What do you? He made at? like a
0: less than a million dollars his first two years, then he made a million dollars sixteen, seventeen, and then he made eight. Yeah, rookie. Because he Ricky's got signed to the fifth year Ricky's, option. S- yeah, rookie yeah, so salaries yeah. Yeah. are
1: really low in the first couple
2: of years because it's all signing you, bonus once you guaranteed get of the top and guaranteed money and
1: stuff.
2: So. Yep. Um. So the way I think about it is just replacing Jamie Collins' salary and putting in C.J. Mosley, and you've got a huge upgrade. And then you've got flexibility if you want to move on from the Kirksey contract if he doesn't play as well as he did in previous years. And Because in today's NFL, you're not playing three linebackers on that many downs. And in pass rush situations, you're going to be bringing in Jannard Avery Maybe Clay Matthews. But here's Who the knows? thing. Here's the thing with us signing a free agent linebacker.
1: It's like signing a free agent running back to me, in a, in a number of ways. It's
2: Except there's no rookies that are there's no this like linebacker class is horrendous. Or signing so, two so free agent. So the
1: linebacker class is horrendous, but like looking towards the future, we're gonna have to re-sign Joe Schobert at some point or let him walk. But it's it's either a monetary commitment or we don't have him and we have to replace him with somebody else so i don't really love the idea of having 24 million dollars a year tied up into linebackers mhm or being stuck with an aging cj mosley and
2: we already have some like 20, random rookie we already have 20 million dollars li- tied up in two linebackers, and their names are Jamie Collins and Christian Kirksey. Would you rather a couple years down the line have a few more million tied up in Schobert and CJ Mosley? I think I would.
1: I mean, yeah, on its face, I would, but I'm not saying that we're in a great position right now. So, like, that's a little bit of a straw man because. Yeah, I'd r- I'd rather be in that situation, but I'd rather be in neither of them.
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> like yeah, but that also assumes that you can get like talent at that position for cheaper somewhere, and I just don't see where that's coming from. It's it's not
1: coming from the draft. I, I mean,
2: I'm, so, I'm sure there's value to be had in this draft
1: somewhere. Um, at the linebacker position, there's probably a few good players, but this isn't a notoriously deep linebacker class.
2: Yeah. So I'm I don't know what the solution is there, but if I'm gonna have to spend decent money, I want a guy like CJ Mosley that's like very very proven. There's no you're not betting on much upside as much as you just know what you're getting with that guy, and that feels like a valuable investment, particularly if we're gonna drop Jamie Collins. So we'll see. Let's let's save some money.
1: We'll sign Clay Matthews. He he can play the middle.
0: Only contingent if we drop. Jamie Collins.
2: Oh, absolutely. Collins is gone. There's not a chance. I don't see how he could be back. At that price tag, and we have so here, the dead cap on him is only two and a half million dollars if we drop him. So it's yeah, we we gain ten million. Yeah. It's a given that he's gone.
1: Sorry, Jamie. Plus, he's not one of John Dorsey's guys. If he was one of John Dorsey's guys, he'd be He'd be getting a contract extension. Not a real football player. Yeah, not, not one of those real football players.
0: You um, know who else is a, Well, doesn't have a real girlfriend that's going to be a free
2: agent? Manti Teo. Manti Teo. He really hasn't done anything no. in the NFL. But he's been good enough to stick around. No, no he'll, yeah. he'll I mean, get a contract. He's not going to be out of the league. He's not bad. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't
0: be surprised if the Saints re-sign gonna... him.
2: No, he won't be out of the league. No doubt about that.
0: All right. Anybody else that you guys wrote down that you think you want to mention? Uh, w- maybe would... some at a different position, maybe someone further down, a, a small ticket signing. Everybody get a value guy? Is that, is that what we
2: want to do?
1: So an- uh. another guy who's not a value guy, he's going to get a big deal, is Dante Fowler. I think Dante Fowler would do great in Cleveland opposite Miles Garrett. Coming as just like a pure speed rush. I do God, love, we're we all love Gator homers. I though. do love me some Dante. He was so <laughs> good. He was so good down the stretch for the Rams, though. Like, I would not be surprised if the Rams re signed him, given that they've got the money from the How do the, the Rams consume. have the money? I mean, I guess it's
0: just one year deals. But I think one thing's for sure is that in free agency coming up, it's a big year for free agency because we are a destination. And I think that we're going to sign defensive linemen. I think One, you're right. possibly
2: two. I think you're right. I'm just not super excited. And part of it is I just don't know which of these guys, like the the, the ends and the tackles, there's some big names there, but it seems like so many of them are gonna be franchise. And I just don't know how much money we're actually gonna throw out.
1: That's that. gonna start rolling tomorrow.
2: On Tuesday is the first day that teams can start, start issuing that franchise tag. Are you standing sitting close enough to your mic? No. Okay. Um, You can never be too close. I mean, I I don't know. I feel like I should be a lot more excited about free agency. I feel like you should be
1: too. Because...
0: We're our destination, and I think John Dorsey is a person who spends money. And look at what we did. We we did unprecedented things in free agency, last free agency, with John Dorsey. It was our first free agency with John but Dorsey. But it was more
2: trades that we did that were unprecedented. Like, his actual free agent signings weren't that awesome. It was like Chris Hubbard and, like, you know, these other guys, which were fine. They were, e. like, Gaines, positions of TJ
1: Carey, Terrence Mitchell. The trades were
2: the significant pieces. And I think oh, maybe— yes,
0: all those corners, that's more activity than we've ever had.
2: And you know, I don't think he's going to turn over as much as we did last year, but. But I also think that maybe that's why I'm not excited, is because I'm worried that John Dorsey's going to spend too much money. And I don't think I that think that's, that's the right move necessarily, well, because I think that we are a destination, as you made the point. And I think that if we are patient. There's going to be enough of these players that get dropped and are going to come as value no, buys, but now, now like a Malik time, Jackson, like we mentioned. It's the time to
1: spend money, like like go identify the, the top end talent, go pay one of the people who's top end talent, while well, we don't have to pay Baker. And I don't, and, and you roll with that for three years until you cut that person. Do we sign Adama and
0: Grady Jarrett?
1: No, I don't like Adama Sue.
2: Just because you don't like him as a human being?
1: No, he's a dick, but he's also like thirty-two years old.
2: And, uh, he was pretty great in his like you know isolated stretches down.
0: Uh, yeah, I didn't mention him because I didn't want to. He
1: he was up and down, and he, But if he, you're gonna pay top he, dollar he for a guy for short times.
2: term,
1: I'm. It's I don't think it's out of the question. It's not a question, and I like that he can play one tech, and then Joby can play three tech, and it gives us a lot of flexibility. And blah 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 blah. I just don't like the guy.
2: Yeah, there's not. I guess the thing is, is there's not the one guy that jumps out to me that's like he's the one we need to go after and throw at all the dollars at.
1: It would be a defensive end for me, if if we're spending if we're spending Grady Jarrett money. Yeah. Put it, put it on the defensive end. Go sign freaking
2: DeMarcus Lawrence or some... Well, DeMarcus Lawrence. It, actually, DeMarcus Lawrence, I'd be perfectly okay with spending all the dollars on. But, but like I think Freddie there's Jared, literally if you're like, spending like a 20 half mil a percent year, chance that he hits the market. If you're spending
1: yeah. 20 mil a year, go get DeMarcus Lawrence. Go give DeMarcus Lawrence 20 mil a year.
2: Yeah, if he's not franchised, which I think he's just going to be franchised. He is going to be. Or re-signed. So that's, that, that's why I think I'm not that intrigued because I... I'm pessimistic that we're actually going to have a chance at some of the ones that are actually worth those dollars. Uh,
0: Dante Fowler could. We would have a chance at Dante Fowler. Yeah, but could. he wouldn't
2: cost that much. He wouldn't cost anywhere near that much. So, no,
0: definitely not. Yeah. I mean, only Anza and Lawrence have a chance
2: to cost top dollar. So one one like flyer, bottom-of-the-market type deal I think that is worth noting and paying attention to is... If we don't sign either Perryman or Rashard Higgins for whatever reason, I do think that Browns fans need to pay attention to Chris Conley, because Chris Conley is on the market. He's only 26 years old. John Dorsey drafted him in Kansas City. Has ridiculous numbers. That's, like that's he, all, you need, that's that's all has, you need to say. That has proved to be the he's, most. He's, he's a John profound Dorsey guy. indicator. He's a John Dorsey guy. And he tested well. Like, he's one of those guys that, like, has all the tools and traits. And I think he could be a pretty decent, like, third, fourth receiver. So is D
0: Ford coming as well, then? I hope not. Pay everything we got at
1: him. It's costly
2: offsides (laughs) penalties.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Just what we need. We've already got our defensive end with costly offsides penalties. Uh, (sighs) All right.
0: Well, it's going to be exciting for sure. Um, we'll be sure to keep you updated. Um, we interact a lot on social media, so if you want to interact with us, just tweet at us at Sin of Our Fathers. We also have an Instagram page. Mark, you just lied. we don't
2: interact a lot on social media. We want to. Shh,
0: no, Michael, don't tell the people that. They gotta follow us and then they have to find that out
2: afterwards. <laughs> I'm marketing. Hey, you're, I'm doing you're, my thing here. No, you're doing great on Instagram. Mark's our Instagrammer, He's... I'm
0: doing my thing here, okay? Crushing so just it. This is the end of the podcast. This is my territory. You just Sorry. shut up. I rained on your parade. All right. So um, also, you can send us an email. Um, send us any questions you have. Um, but most importantly, the thing that would mean the most to us, if you like our podcast, could you rate it on iTunes? Give us five stars if you think we're a five-star podcast. If you think we're a four-star podcast, we'd take that too. If you think we're a three-star podcast, you could just uh, leave that alone. Um, don't take the time. No reason to. Um, thank you so much for listening, guys. This podcast is brought to you by Barbasol. Um The Barbasol Starter Kit includes the premium Ultra 6 Plus Razor, including four cartridge refills (laughs) and a storage tray. That's what you get if you order the Barbasol Shave Kit, and you get $2 off if you use discount code BROWNS at checkout. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. Go, Browns. Go, Browns.